0: Good evening, here on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM, I fly my pretties with a tune from their first album, Live at Bats, Singing in My Soul. Uh, It's just after half past five, you're on B-side Stories, the stories of the people who make Wellington tick, and uh, here in the studio this evening, very pleased to be accompanied by a writer. And performer Amon Mara. Hi,
1: good to be here.
0: Thanks for coming in. Um maybe a, a disclaimer, uh, we've we've known each other for quite a while.
1: Yeah, like I think it's like eleven or twelve years now.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um so I'm gonna ask maybe some some questions to try and tease some things out of you that, that I might already know but, but the audience doesn't. So we'll see how we go. So I mean, I guess there were lots of reasons I wanted to get you on, but, um, you know, let's let's get the big one out of the way first. Um, you've just released your first book.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, it just came out uh, on Thursday last week. Had a launch at Unity Books, and, yeah, should be available, basically, most bookshops, most independent bookshops
0: from now. Hmm. Uh, how did the launch go?
1: It was um, huge. It was, um like unbelievably big uh like which like i feel weird saying that because it feels like it's bragging but i just like i i didn't believe how i couldn't believe how many people were there um it was a it was a joint launch with my friend freya who released a poetry book called head girl uh and in my book 2000 feet above warrior level and yeah i think just everything hit at the right time that mm. all of wellington was there <laughs> uh, <it> felt like
0: <laughs> yeah it was a really cool uh, moment um I know your mum and dad were there and a lot of our friends and I'm sure um, and people you knew from um, writing courses and the internet
1: yeah it was had had people I knew from all sorts of places like people I knew through performing and theater and comedy and people I knew through writing and uh friends through that I met through music years ago and all of these um people from so many different fields and then um and also, lots of people I didn't know, which was mm. cool as well. Uh, that people who don't know me or Freya personally still were keen to show up and, and um, see it.
0: Yeah, I think that speaks quite well to just the cultural scene of Wellington. Um, you know, yeah, book launch always a good time.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's. I feel like not enough people take advantage of um, the <laughs> catering, <laughs> book mm-hmm. launches, yeah. and art gallery openings. Yeah, absolutely. Why pay for anything? <laughs> <laughs> Apart from books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get them from the library, so, that's fine, too. Yeah,
0: so um, could you give us a bit of a pitch about the book, um, what what it's called, what its kind of gist is?
1: Yeah, so it's called 2,000 Feet Above Worry Level, and it's a episodic novel, which um, was a term that we would, the, the publishers and I would, like, talked about, like, how we would describe it, because it's... Um, it is a novel, but it's told through 12 separate short stories that can all sort of stand on their own. Um, but there is sort of a, th- a thing that goes through it um, that does sort of build and change from throughout the stories. So, yeah, we settled on an episodic novel. It's generally about one guy uh, who s- starts off very depressed and continues that way. But it's mostly just about, like, life in uh, sort of... Twenty like being in your twenties and um all of the stuff that happens around that uh there's a the quote one of the um things on the blurb that was written by um someone called William Brandt about um like the situations that people in their twenties find themselves in as late capitalism push presses in from all sides. I think that's the sure. one that I would use when describing the book.
0: Nice, yeah, I guess I found as someone who's been through their twenties. Uh, it's um, yeah, it hit home in a lot of ways. And yeah,
1: I'm about to end my twenties.
0: Yeah, significant birthday coming up. Yeah, thirtieth in a in a week. Mm. Awesome. Um. Yeah, and so I think maybe some people might be aware of um, some of your performance work that you've done in the past, or uh, you've you've done a number of shows and and uh, comedy festivals and stuff. Um. Do you feel like, is this a funny book?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And for, like, when I was writing it, I was trying to not do that. But um, a lot of my writing skills have come through performing, and I like jokes. And I also, like, only like funny books. So I kind of (laughs) realized at some stage I should, like, lean into the jokes a bit more um, and just, like, just keep on throwing them in. It's because like, I didn't I was scared that because I was known as a comedian that um, you know, a bookstore would get my book and they're like, we'll put this in the humor section. Uh which is like not you know, there's nothing wrong with humour books, but that's not where I see my writing belonging. I think if it's like should be in the sort of general fiction.
0: Mm. Sure. You kind of talked about how a lot of your writing is developed through writing comedy shows can you sort of talk a bit broader about um writing in your life like uh whether it's something you did growing up or classes that you've taken
1: yeah so i i wrote like i enjoyed writing when i was in primary school uh and i i i liked it quite a lot there but not not in a way that i like wrote at home or uh went to any like extracurricular writing classes I I just enjoyed it when we were doing it in the classroom Um, throughout high school I didn't write at all I did nothing creative Uh, I didn't even really read I didn't I didn't have a good time at high school and it was only when I was about sort of 19 when I after I'd left school and moved out of home that I started writing again I did that because I I started a blog um, about depression So that's how I got back into writing, or really got into writing for the first time, and Mm. yeah, it went from there. Uh, And then, yeah, that was 19, and then when I was 22, I moved up to Wellington and started doing some of the undergraduate papers at the IAML at Victoria University. So I did three of those through my undergrad, and then the master's a couple of years later, and then it's been about... Mm. Yeah, you know, three years since the, well this is the third year out of the um, masters program
0: yeah in the i i m l it's the Institute of Modern letters
1: yeah the, yeah the creative writing school at victoria University
0: hmm so I remember a few years ago you did your master's and uh, I was very fortunate to receive a copy of your uh, thesis that you handed in for um for for marking I'm sort of curious how it's evolved since then uh how much you've worked on it, sort of what it takes to go from thesis to publication?
1: Yeah. Uh, so most of the book was written in the master's program. So like that was called 2,000 feet above 4 level. It's a short story collection with nine of the 12 stories that are in the book um, were in it. But it wasn't really until maybe two to three weeks before finishing the masters that I kind of got an idea of what I wanted the book as a whole to look like. Mm. I think it wasn't until I started putting them, you know, in a document next to each other that I kind of realized sort of the threads that were running through them because um, I didn't originally write the stories as the same character. um, But then they so obviously were, mm. um, apart from this, maybe three or four stories that I wrote during the masters. Well, there's more than that because some of them didn't even make it to the thesis. But I, I dropped quite a number of the stories um, from the thesis, and I also so. And then there were three new ones, and then most, like I think, all of the old ones but one had edits. One of them was exactly the same as it was in the masters.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so the the book has been published by Victoria University Press. And so you got to work with an editor.
1: Yeah, I worked with Ashley Young as the editor, mm. and she was amazing. I've, I've like really, I've worked with her a couple of times on shorter things for um, a sport literary magazine, and for mm-hmm. um, a book headlands that I was in, I had an essay in that. And I've always really enjoyed um, working with her, but I've like wanted for many years to work with her on a big project because I just. I love her writing so much and she's so good. Um, I think, well, she's good at everything, but like both on a sentence level, um, making everything really clear mm-hmm. and also just like being able to see a big picture and see how everything threads together to make that. Uh, so yeah, I was really lucky to work with her for that.
0: Yeah, that's great. So you kind of talked about how you came to realise that uh, there was this one character there were these kind of connected pieces which would ultimately come together in the book and I guess I have found that while I've been reading it there are sort of a few ideas which pop up uh, again and again and and I guess what struck me is it's ones about uh, about family uh, about flatting or living together and and relating to people it seems like quite a strong theme
1: yeah uh, I think the narrator. I, I had some rules that I like set myself, which I don't want to say what they were. Um, <laughs> but like when I was writing and editing, I had some rules about what the character was allowed to do and was not allowed to do. And a lot of them, um, a lot of them were about how he interacted with other people, because I think, I think he likes people, but uh, has a hard time maintaining those sorts of relationships.
0: Hmm. Sure. Uh, maybe just coming back to that idea of um how the work evolved from a thesis to a book um I know a couple of years ago you did a fringe festival show where you read some of the short stories and do you sort of see that as a as some crossover between performance and writing?
1: yeah well, I did that um that fringe festival show because i um I wanted to finish the book and I thought that if in um when was it, like September or October, where I put in the Fringe Festival re- registration? in March, when it was on, <laughs> I thought that um I could spend that time just finishing the book, and then then when it was um performed, that would be it, and it'd be done, and I could send it away for publication. But then I um did no work on it uh, mm. in those six months, <laughs> or however long it was, and um yeah, so it, I think I I never quite realized when I left the masters, how difficult it is to write outside of an institution when you are trying to pay rent, work, work on a career, um, and do various other things. And I was also doing a a lot of other performing as well. So, um, yeah, it took a little longer than I would have liked it to, but, um, looking back on it, I think it was the right amount of time because it was sitting in my head for those sort of 18 months, I wasn't really working on it at all, and it made me kind of realize more of what it was.
0: Mm. Yeah, sure. You kind of talked about how you uh, started out at 19 blogging, uh, sort of reflecting on on things and, and depression. And uh, last week or the week before I knew, you had a piece on the spin off, which felt like a really good sort of uh, author's note or. Um, you know like a, like a pre-see for for how to approach the book that was how i thought about it could could you maybe just talk a bit about that piece
1: yeah um that was quite a difficult piece to write uh, the the title was given as like why i'm not going to mind my mental health for art anymore and it was about uh yeah that because i've been writing about depression for 10 years and usually i don't think this book is the same thing but um usually through performance or blogging or poetry or things like that it was in in an incredibly personal way that like opened myself up um I was like made myself very vulnerable and I thought that's what made my art good um but then realizing that you actually have to kind of work on it and work on it and then realizing that just going over and over and over my like trauma wasn't necessarily good for me and I think this book is not about my trauma uh in some ways it's about trauma that's similar to mine or my like experiences um my my mental health experiences that are or mental health experiences that are similar to mine uh, but it 's not about mine it was it was nice working on that where it is sort of a few steps removed from me uh and i don't want to go back to writing about myself that personally which is um going to be quite hard to do when I'm like I want to get back into stand-up and um, theater and things and that's kind of all I've ever done and that um, but I'm hoping to just not write about depression at all for a bit while
0: yeah yeah sure thing is that um, that's something you're looking at doing in the future um, some stand-up
1: yeah uh, I haven't um, performed for I have performed but I haven't regularly performed for about 18 months because I was just I, mm. I just like had to get this book done, and it was also time for a break um because a lot of these ideas that I wrote about in the um spin off article I've been thinking about since twenty eighteen um yeah, when I did a show where I tried to make a show not about depression, but then it ended up being a show about depression again, uh, so I've been thinking about that a lot um since then, but yeah i I miss performing comedy, I like mm. writing jokes, I like. The sort of instant reaction that you get, which is uh, something that's been really challenging, seeing knowing that, like all these people have my book and I don't get to um, see how they respond. It's mm. um, that's been quite
0: different. Sure, I I know that you do like uh, writing jokes and developing things like that, and in the past you've done work on the Class Comedians program.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, I uh for three years I worked uh on the Class Comedians program in the Comedy Festival, which was um a te- teaching basically a school holiday program teaching fifteen to seventeen year olds um to write and perform comedy. And it ends with a showcase in the comedy festival. So I did that uh twenty sixteen through to twenty eighteen. Uh and then I'm doing it again this year as as well. Mm. So I had a break last year from it. But um yeah, I really like it and I I like working with young people. I've worked with young people in a couple of different jobs. And, um, yeah, it's a really cool thing to be able to do. So yeah, I'm going back into it. And I think while I'm teaching them to write jokes, I'm going to try and use that as an opportunity to like do the same thing for me. So I can come out with a whole new set of jokes at the end of it.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh... So I guess sort of at the start we talked about we um, talked about your launch and uh, the, the Wellington art literary community and um, and you mentioned Freya uh, Freya Daly Sadgrove and I know she's been a big part of um, you finishing your book. Can you talk a bit about um, how you two work together?
1: Yeah, um, so Freya and I have known each other since twenty fourteen, uh, where Freya's boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, Callum, lived in a flat with me and with David. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from that point, uh, we've developed a really um, cool, collaborative, creative um, friendship. And so, like, we're always either making stuff together or helping each other make their stuff. Uh, And Freya did the Masters a couple of years. She did the Masters that year in 2014, so a couple of years before I did and um, so she has written a book. It's not the one that she wrote in her masters, mm. and she was pretty close to finishing it. And I was um, not as close to finishing mine. But she decided that we were going to have a joint launch then, so it kind of forced me to. I, I needed that um, push to do it. So I I moved to Nelson for a couple of months and lived with my mum and did a bunch of work there, and then I um, came back and spent. Yeah, probably another five six months working really solidly on it with just uh, Freya telling me I had to keep working, and it, yeah, <laughs> it was it was close, but we we got it got it in on time, and mm. yeah, managed to do a joint launch, and it was such a special thing to be able to like share that experience. And I like I like attention, uh, but I think it was much nicer being able to like share that with somebody and like have that that you didn't have to be in the sort of spotlight all the time. You got to take some steps back. And yeah, that was really special to be able to do that with her. And her book is just is going to change lives. Um it's it's so good.
0: hmm Awesome. Um I've got a copy but I haven't started reading it yet uh in a couple of weeks so we're gonna have Freya on the show. Great. Uh I think from uh, two Tuesday's time. So stay tuned for that.
1: And stay on, stay on yeah, stay here for two weeks. Stay on the air. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, um, like a telethon marathon. Yeah. Um, is there any other? Are there any other authors in New Zealand that you really admire their work?
1: Yeah, well, there there are heaps. Um, like two that come to mind are the two that I well, yeah, the two that I asked to write um blurbs for my book, who are Pip Adam and Annalise Jockums. Um, Pip was one of my supervisors during the masters, and Um, she also wrote The New Animals which is Mm. like maybe my favourite New Zealand book ever Um, and yeah they've written many other books but she is really supportive of everyone and she kind of just like gets it Um, Annalise was in my um, class during the MA and she wrote Baby there Mm. and um, then that won the Adam Prize and it was published the next year and it won Best First Book Best First Fiction Book at the Occam's of the next year so she's been very successful and it's been really cool to watch baby from the beginning to like you know now it's being published it was published in the uk and australia last year and it's just like such mm-hmm. an amazing book um and i i love those two books because they're books that don't speak to everyone i think they're books that are like both of them are quite um divisive but that's like really cool like i i, I love a book that um that like speaks to me and not to somebody else um so th- those are those are two people who i just like love a lot there's so many others like um brandon yana Lingham just keeps writing amazing books mm-hmm. and each one seems to get more and more recognition so um yeah can't wait for him to take over the world with the next cool. one cool. uh yeah emily perkins was my other supervisor in the masters and She's hopefully going to have a book out next year or mm. I think something like that. She's been working on it for a while, but um, it sounds really cool. Uh, Hera Lindsay Bird has been incredibly supportive and is mm. amazing. And yeah, there's there are too many to list, <laughs> but um, sure. all of those plus more.
0: Yeah. Do you think your book is divisive?
1: I'm not sure. Like I, I There's some people I care about liking it and some people I don't care about liking it. <laughs> mm. Um which is like i want I want people in their twenties to like it, and i uh, I don't care about if old people like it or not mm. um i'm like I think one big difference between Pip Adam and Annalise Jockhams and me is I'm a man, and I think people are way more critical of women writers, especially women writers that are writing about um characters that are not perfect mm. and um like i think that's probably a big part of the criticism that they've got although like they've both been incredibly celebrated as well so i think um i i i don't know uh i'll, I'll see if it's divisive. like of course not everyone's gonna like yeah, sure. uh, any book um so far i've only had good responses but um it has only been a few days
0: mm-hmm Cool. So, uh, once, once more, give us the pitch. What, uh, what's the book? Where can I get it?
1: Uh, yeah, 2000 feet above worry level. It's an episodic novel about, um, millennial angst. Uh, and it's available at independent bookstores. It's $30. Uh, you can also get it from the VUP website directly. Mm. Um, they can ship it to you. Apparently the shipping only takes a couple of days, so it's pretty fast. Um, But I like indie bookstores, so go to one near you.
0: Fantastic. Uh, Thanks, Eamon Mara. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thanks, David.